the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello? What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Here comes Jeff Tate. Take a listen. Oh, yeah. Queen's Reich's Operation Mindcrime came out earlier this week in 1988, my senior year of high school, and probably one of the more epic metal albums uh, of all time. I mean, you want to people talk Pink Floyd, this, that, and the other thing. For me, at least for me growing up, Queen's Reich Operation Mindcrime was that album. And I can listen to that album from beginning to end over and over and over again. I've seen them perform it in concert uh, a number of times. It never fails to get me. It is a tremendous, tremendous album. If you're into metal, you've certainly listened to it, um, and you certainly have your opinions on it about who killed Mary, uh, corruption in the government, secrets, lies, all kinds of things. And very apropos for um, a lot of the things that are going on uh, in today's world, and I'll leave it at that. We got Listen, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, a craft beer guest is going to be joining me a little bit later this hour. Uh, I can tell you all the places to follow me. We'll do that in the next segment. That gets boring after a while. You know what I mean, folks? But coming up in 20 minutes, Chris Minnelli, he's the co-owner of Rock Brewing in Rochester, New York, is going to join me. They're hosting a Cream Ales event in June that we will get into. Actually, during this segment, I'll explain a little bit about it, but we'll dive deeper into it with Chris Pinelli coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Now, Icarus Brewing, uh, as they announced on their Facebook page uh, a couple of days ago, uh, the 13th falls on a Friday this month, the month of May. Uh, since we first opened their do- our doors on a Friday the 13th back in 2017, we like to celebrate each time one comes around. This month, they're dropping bottles of their barrel-aged Cezanne uh, Valjean for the first time ever. Is it Valjean? I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm, I'm so bad sometimes at the English language. Uh, of course, you're going to need some fresh glassware to enjoy this beauty. Their friend Chris Strange Brew has once again designed a killer piece of Friday the 13th glassware uh, for Icarus that you don't want to miss out on. Keep your eyes peeled for more details on barrel-aged Valjean bottles and their Friday the 13th glassware uh, in the coming weeks. So kudos to the boys down in at Icarus. Uh, again, they are building out their new facility over in um, in Brick. They're in Lakewood right now, but they will be eventually moving to Brick uh, 
probably sometime next year. Um, our good friends from Trogues has announced partnerships with local farms and maltsters uh, to stimulate economic growth and deepen their roots in their home state of Pennsylvania. But the rise of small batch malting in Pennsylvania, the Hershey, Pennsylvania-based brewery can partner with local companies like Deer Creek Malt House and Glens Mills uh, and Double Eagle Malt outside Philadelphia to produce malted barley used in some of their more popular beers. Trogues commits to purchasing as much as 250,000 pounds of locally grown barley annually to use in beers such as Field Study, Lollyhop, and most recently, its iconic award-winning Troganator, a beer that has been a mainstay in its portfolio for two decades. In 2021, Trogues utilized over 8.5 million pounds of grain, and every ounce went back to local farms as cattle feed. This crucial and sustainable step in the journey of brewer's grain brings the entire process full circle. For more, just head over to Trogues. Dot com for more information on that. Kudos to Trogues, keeping it very, very hyper-local, which is pretty awesome. And again, with all of the supply chain issues around the country, uh, with obviously a, a grain, there's going to be a grain issue because of the uh, war right now in Ukraine. Um, there are going to be a lot of different things going on here. It's great to see that Trogues is supporting local farmers by growing uh, barley and the, you know, the malt and all these other things. And the more that you can get from your local farm, uh, the better it is for the beer, obviously, and the better it is for the consumer, for everybody. It works out for everybody all the way around. Now, as I mentioned, Chris Spinelli, the co-owner of the company uh, of Rock Brewing, is going to join us. But the annual celebration of Cream Ales is returning to Rock Brewing on Saturday, June 4th from 11 a.m. to midnight. Now, they've been on a two-year hiatus, obviously, because of the pandemic. Uh, but this event celebrates a cornerstone of the Rochester area brewing community. 40 local breweries, the highest number to ever participate in the event, have put their unique twist on the traditional cream ale. Cream ales by each brewery will be on tap at Rock Brewing Company for one day only. Feature cream ales will rotate across taps, and when one keg kicks, another will take its place. Rock Brewing Company will be announcing keg changes on social media at Rock R-O-C Brewing C-O. Throughout the day, they'll also have their own cream ale and other beers on tap. Now, some of the participating breweries... Obviously, Rock Brewing, uh, Genesee, the 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 grandfather of the cream ale, uh, Seneca Lake Brewing, Peacemaker Brewing, Iron Tug, Naked Dove, Seven Story, Swiftwater, Sager Beer Works, uh, Eli Fish, Nine Maidens Brewing, Twisted Rail, Copperleaf, Big Alice Brewing will be there. Uh, who else? Brindle House. Other half is actually going to be there too, which is pretty cool. More Talus, uh, Weeby Brewing, War ha- uh, Warhorse, Trip Hammer Beer Works, Young Lion Brewing, to name a few. Uh, there's no entry fee for the event. Flight pint prices will vary. Food will be available through the FLX Winery at Rock. Um, beer lovers are invited to stop by for the return of Celebration of Cream Ales. It's Rock Brewing Company located at 56 South Union Street in Rochester, New York. For more information about the 2022 Celebration of Cream Ales, just visit their Facebook page. They have an event there, and you can find out more about it, which is really, really super cool. Lukey Brewing, proud to celebrate Nurses Week with a benefit beer as well as food and drink discounts for nurses. Now, this starts. Uh, this started this past Friday, May 6th. It will run through Thursday, May 12th to kick off the celebration. Lukey will de- debut Colorado Lamplighter. It's a 5.2% fruited session IPA. Taps at noon on May 6th. Uh, it may have kicked by now, but uh, hopefully it hasn't. You get a chance to uh, get a taste. Editions of Nelson Savon Hops Strawberry and Raspberry Puree leaves a crisp Fruity finish to this highly approachable and subtly pink beer. A dollar of every Colorado Lamplighter pint sold will be donated 
So the Colorado Nurses Foundation, it's an organization dedicated to advancing nursing in Colorado through education, advocacy, and recognition. The Arvada-based Breweries Nursery Week uh, recognition hits a personal note. Lukey Brewing co-owner Cammie Smith. Uh, Lukey has employed individuals in nursing school. Smith herself is the director of clinical services at the Colorado Visiting Nurses Association. Um, in addition to the benefit beer, Lukey Brewery will also be offering 20% off beer tabs with a nursing ID during Nurses Week and have partnered with a bunch of different food trucks who will be on site offering discounts for nurses. Smith says Lukey supports areas of health care, including the nursing profession, mental health, and serious illness awareness. I'm glad that as an owner of I have the unique opportunity to use craft beer as a way to allow the general public to help support nursing through something as simple and enjoyable as purchasing a beer. Now, for more information about Lukey Brewery and the Brewery's Nurses Week celebration, give uh, my good friend Shay Franz, uh, hit, her, hit her up with an email, Shay, C-H-E-A, at Indie Creative C-O, and Indie, I-N-D-I-E, Creative, C-O, dot com. She will uh, direct you to the appropriate people at Lukey Brewing. And thanks, Shay, for passing that along. Very much appreciate it. That's a great thing that they're doing for Nurses Week. Uh, this Cream Ale event, this is great. It's so nice to see events happening again i know that we're sort of in this like you know covid surge in certain spots especially in new york we've we've seen the uh the rate rise to medium um a lot of counties in upstate new york uh, are at a high level there's a lot of people up there that aren't vaccinated new york city has been raised to a medium event uh level uh, i myself in the next two weeks i'll be uh, actually three weeks i'll be heading up to uh bethel woods for the tap ny uh, event up there. It's all New York breweries. Uh, the Wallflowers are playing. It's going to be a great time up at Bethel Woods. I'm happy that it's an outdoor event. I'm happy that we can, you know, ex- have some fun and and you know enjoy uh, you know people's company and and have a good time. Uh, next week is uh, my good friend Allison's big event, the uh, B3 Showdown, the Beer Bacon Barbecue Showdown. Uh, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, uh, B3 Showdown. Just go do a search for that. Hit the website. Um, Get your tickets. Listen, you will not be disappointed. It's a fun event. It's all New Jersey breweries. There's great barbecue for purchase. We have a fantastic time. I judge at the event. It's best use of bacon, uh, best beer, most unique beer. There's a um, there's a fan favorite beer. There's a lot of fun that goes into this event. Uh, she had it last year's first time uh, at Menin Arena, right outside Menin Arena. She's doing it again there. Um, I believe you can bring your dogs. Uh, there's music. Again, food for purchase. You know, the beers are all included in your price. It's a fun time. It really is. And if it's a nice day out, you will not be disappointed. Now, it is a rain or shine event. Uh, I imagine that if it does rain, we may have to move inside to Men in Arena, which is probably why uh, Allison has been doing it there. So this way, in case we have to move inside, you can. Uh, but it, it is a great time, and Allison does a kick-butt job. And uh, I can't thank her enough uh, for asking me to be a judge uh, at that event. I've been doing this now. My God, how long have I been doing this? Uh, gotta be, gotta be going on six years, right? I think we were canceled one year because of the pandemic, and then um, uh, so five years I've been doing it since 2017. It's an amazing time. We have a great, great time. When we come back after a short break, uh, we're gonna have more news and notes, including a flagship brewery's uh, anniversary celebration. I'll give you the details on that, but also uh, an opinion piece in the Chicago Tribune that I think uh, is worth mentioning in terms of restaurants and bars and. Uh, craft breweries uh, vis-a-vis the uh, PPP uh, from a couple of years ago. We'll get into that and a lot more after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little living after midnight in Judas Priest. There's a reason why I'm playing that. We'll get to that in just a second. I know we were going to do Queensryche and Operation Mindcrime throughout the show tonight, uh, but a little breaking news came in uh, during the week while I was taping this, so we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Chris Spinelli, the co-owner of Rock Brewing in Rochester, New York, is going to join me to talk about their celebration of Cream Ale's Festival. You do not want to miss that. Uh, it's a fun interview, uh, and you definitely want to stay tuned for that. And I had mentioned uh, when we went to break, I was going to talk about this uh, opinion piece in the Chicago Tribune, uh, but I'm going to table that for next week because it's lengthy, and I may dedicate an entire segment to this. So uh, we'll get to that next on net, next week's program. We've got some news and notes to get to. But first, the breaking news is earlier this week, the um, nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were introduced, and Judas Priest is in. But they're not in with the main group. They're getting in uh, an award uh, for for music excellence or something like that. Now, look, you guys know about my feelings about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it's a sham uh, I think it should be the Music Hall of Fame. Richard Neer, who I used to work with at WNEWFM, postulated that as well because they're naming all these, they put all these different artists in. So who's in the group that got in? The Eurythmics, Duran Duran, uh, the Dolly Parton, Eminem. Dolly Parton and Eminem? Dolly Parton is not a rock artist. Eminem is not a rock artist. He's a rapper. Dolly Parton is a successful country music artist. Why are you grouping all of these people in the same place they shouldn't be call it the music hall of fame it makes it more acceptable for everybody anyway i think the reason why judas priest got in because they were way behind on the vote uh i think the reason why they got in is very simple uh there was a big outcry they decided to give them you know a kind of a fugazi award but look the band is embracing it they're saying they're very happy to be inducted they're very happy to get in uh they're obviously they're going to perform at the event it's going to take place in november in los angeles um, Dave Holland, who was their drummer, was playing the drums on Living After Midnight. He he died a couple of years ago. Les Binks is still alive. He's been inducted in with them. Uh, K.K. Downing could return. Could they all get back together and play as a reunion? Who knows? Stay tuned. We will see. I, for one, am thrilled that Judas Priest is in, even though I find the Rock and Roll, rock and roll Hall of Fame to be a bit fugazi. All right. Let's dive into some news and notes because we got plenty of it, and I'll get off the music soapbox here uh, at this point. Uh, Trogues Independent Brewing has announced the release of their Summer Better variety. It's a 15-pack of cans to celebrate the arrival of summer. The pack includes year-round favorites, uh, Perpetual IPA, uh, which is the best-selling IPA in Pennsylvania, according to them, Haze Charmer, Hazy Pale Ale, and the Sunshine Pilsner, as well as the Summer Seasonal Field Study IPA. Also included in the pack for this year is Perpetual Haze, Hazy IPA. It's a new addition to the brewery's limited once-a-year lineup. The beer combines the clean, crisp bitterness of a West Coast IPA and the softness of a hazy front and center uh, are citra and cashmere hops to unlock juicy notes of orange, passion fruit, and nectarine. To coincide with the release of the Summer Better 15-pack, here's the cool thing. Trogues has partnered with two fellow American companies to offer an amazing giveaway. One grand prize winner will receive a Brio X19 series smokeless fire pit made in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as well as a Trogues custom designed Nomadics Nomadics Festival blanket, as well as a $500 gift card to stock up on beer and summer necessities. Uh, Ten runner up winners are going to receive a Trogues custom designed uh, Nomadics. 
Why do I have trouble saying that? Festival blanket and a $250 gift card. Now, to enter the contest, beer drinkers can visit troguesummerbetter.com or simply scan the QR code at any Trogues Summer Better retail displays now through July 31st of this year. More details, official contest rules are available at troguescom slash summer. The 15-pack available everywhere Trogues beer is sold. Look for a separate release of Perpetual Haze in 16-ounce cans starting May 19th. Uh, the folks from Trogues are going to be sending me that, so I will review it on another program, which is cool. So thank, kudos to Trogues. Uh, they do a great job brewing beer in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Duclaw, I mentioned last week about the low-calorie weed ale that they have out, Low Key, uh, which is bursting with pineapple juice yet low on calories. It's a 3.6% ABV. But they've also released two other uh, low-cal beers, Session IPA and American Red Ale. So the Relaxed Fit Session IPA at 4.8%. Uh, this one, uh, pine meets pineapple, they're calling it, where lemon meets lime. It's where a good pour finds you great times. Forget class, smooth is back in session. So again, session IPA, 4.8% ABV. And then Misfit Red American Ale at 5% ABV. Uh, this has been uh, quietly thriving in production for more than two decades. It's sort of a, um, it's an, it, Duclos saying they've elevated the American style smooth and multi red ale into the spotlight. So I think it's a reconfiguration of what they've done uh, with a new label on the can. So three different lower ABV type beers. You've got low key wheat ale at 3.6%, relaxed fit session IPA at 4.8%, and then the misfit red American ale at 5% anywhere. Duclaw is sold. They also have a new hopped sour. It's called Blackberry Ballad Medium Bodied, a mesmerizing maroon hue. The brew offers a fresh berry forward tart profile complete with delicious lemon drop hops. The 80s inspired label, label art, a pure tribute to nostalgic album covers. Blackberry Ballad, uh, a medium bodied 7.1% ABV hopped sour. It's now available in 12 ounce cans and on draft at select locations. Flagship Brewery, our good friends Jay Sykes and the folks over at Flagship. They're celebrating eight years of beer. It takes place Saturday, May 14th from noon to midnight. They're closing down Minthorne Street on Staten Island for an entire day full of live music by local bands like Cornhole. As uh, by, uh, Excuse me. Local bands, they're going to have Cornhole, which you can play, and also flagship beer. They're saying come raise a glass with our brewers and bartenders as we celebrate another year of doing what we love. The live music starts at 3 p.m., goes on until around 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Again, that's at Flagship Brewing on Minthorne Street. If you're in the city, you're in Manhattan, take a ferry over. It's about a 10-minute walk from the ferry. Check them out. Have a couple of beers with them and celebrate their eight-year anniversary. I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, guys, I will be at the beer B3 Showdown, the Beer Bacon Barbecue event up in Morristown at Menin Arena, uh, judging that day, but really cool. Uh, also, our mutual friend brewing company, they're releasing a variety of summer beers in May, including a collaboration with Scratch the Table restaurant Annette. So uh, this one was available yesterday on May 7th. Verbena Paradiso. It's a Goza Ale with lemon, lemon verbena brewed in collaboration with Annette. Lemon forward, tart with a touch of salt. This Goza features a Pilsner malt, wheat malt from Troubadour uh, maltings, and comes in at a refreshing 5.4% ABV. Verbena Paradiso, available on draft and in four-pack of 16-ounce cans. Optics and Design is a sessionable dry stout. Brewed with floor-malted rye from uh, uh, Leopold Brothers. Floor-malting, a traditional way to produce malt that isn't as commonly practiced today. It's a 5.1% ABV dry stout, notes of chocolate, dark roasted coffee, spicy tobacco. It is available on draft and in four-pack of 16-ounce cans. 
And also uh, this week, Baron Sweep, a juicy and hazy IPA brewed with Eldorado and Azaka hops. It's a 7.3% ABV. It's a draft-only offering with notes of citrus, pineapple, pear, watermelon, and pine. Coming up next week on Saturday, May 14th, OMF welcomes back Bier Ovale. It's the 2021 GABV a silver medal winner. It's a mixed culture photo of photo age saison, tart oak age flavors, a delicate mouthfeel. Comes in at 4.7% ABV. No word if this is can or bottle. I'm assuming it's can. Uh, and then on Saturday, May 21st, uh, Lete Saison, the perfect summer Saison brew with lemon peel and delicately dry hopped with citra and centennial hops. It's a 4.3% ABV crowd pleaser. Very citrus forward, dry, and effervescent. So that's some new stuff coming out from uh, OMF. Hopefully I can get some cans of those beers, except for the one, obviously, that's draft only. And uh, get to try them, and I will review them, hopefully, and get the uh, results to you on a future show. Finally, before we take a break and get to our interview with Chris Benelli of Rock Brewing, Paragon Tap and Table, Beer Dinner. I've been talking to you guys about this. Thursday, June 16th, 7 p.m., Beer and Food Pairing Dinner, cooked by Chef Juan at Paragon. A beer selected from Twin Elephant Brewing that will match up wonderfully with the cuisine. And, guys, if you're listening from Twin Elephant, the s'more stout that you released this past week, Maybe that's the one for the dessert beer. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to twist anybody's arm, but you're going to be able to uh, chat with uh, the brewer and myself during the courses of dinner. Um, if you want to uh, find out more details uh, about the dinner and to purchase tickets, give um, Paragon a call, 732-931-1776. Make a reservation. It is going to sell out. You give them your credit card information. They won't charge you until the night of the dinner. I uh, believe we're going to be charging, I think, 75 bucks for the dinner. Includes uh, It uh, does not include uh, your tax or gratuity, but you're getting four courses of food plus uh, the beer for 75 bucks, and you get to hang out with me, uh, a couple of the brewers from Twin Elephant. It's going to be a great time. 77 Central Avenue, Clark, New Jersey, minutes from the Garden State Parkway off of exit 135. Again, uh, you can hit their website, ParagonNJ.com. We are going to be giving away a pair of tickets uh, to the beer dinner, uh, we'll probably do that in the next week or two. Uh, and uh, believe me, it's going to be a fun night with Paragon Tap and Table and Twin Elephant Brewing. Now, when we come back after a short break, Chris Spinelli, the co-owner of Rock Brewing in Rochester, New York, will join me to talk about a celebration of cream ales. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is we continue with our little Queensryche Operation Mind Crime um, reflection, I guess. I Don't Believe in Love uh, is the name of this one, and this was uh, my favorite album from this band and probably one of my favorite albums of all time from the heavy metal genre. So we were going to touch on a few of the different tracks uh, of uh, Queensryche's Operation Mind Crime. I've seen this band plenty, plenty of times. But hey, you're here for the beer as well. Not so much for the music. Uh, my next guest is the co-owner of a brewery in downtown Rochester, New York. And after two years of postponements due to COVID, they are having their celebration of cream ales again. They'll be pouring cream ales 
from a number of local breweries, including their own. For more info, just head over to their website, rockbrewing.com. They also have a Facebook page. You can follow that as well and get all the details about the celebration of Cream Ale's event. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Chris Benelli. Chris, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. My first question, Chris, and I hope it's a simple one to answer, and then again, it may not be. What is it with upstate New York and the allure of cream ales? I feel like everyone is trying to do their own version of the Genesee cream ale. Am I wrong? No. So the world-famous Genesee cream ale um, is the gold standard of cream ale, and Genesee being in our backyard, uh, we're great friends with them, and we've worked with them for so many years. Um, but it's something very unique, too. It's one of the only true American styles uh, that was actually created here in the United States. Um, so it's got kind of this love connection for uh, craft brewing in the U.S., and especially, you know, here because this is where, you know, the gold standard lives. So uh, it's definitely something important to us and important to the city. It's funny because I remember when I had my first Genesee cream ale because I had a, a girl I was dating. She was going to school in Binghamton, and I remember the first weekend I was up there in Binghamton, somebody handed me a Genesee, and I go, "What is this? Uh, what about Budweiser or Coors, uh, you know Coors Light or whatever it was?" And I think Coors was just making a splash, uh, you know, into the New York area for the first time, and I, I sipped it and it was. A, Oh, this isn't bad. So I I get it, but I just wanted to you know for some people that aren't aware of of Genesee and never you know grew up drinking uh, Genesee. Uh, due to COVID, you had to postpone the last few years of celebrating cream ales, but this year full steam ahead, as it were. Saturday, June fourth, it's an all day affair at the brewery. Can you tell the the audience a little bit about what the day entails? Yeah, of course. So this is a really unique event that we're doing. Uh, instead of just celebrating our 11th anniversary by ourselves, we decided to invite um, this year 40 local breweries uh, from everywhere from out in Auburn to Buffalo and the Finger Lakes to come uh, and celebrate with us. And what we ask them to do is that they brew a cream ale. doesn't matter what kind of cream ale they do. Uh, we'll buy a sickle of their beer, and then we put them on tap and order of who responded first. So we'll put the first 12 on uh, starting at 11 a.m. And when one kicks, we'll just put the next one on in order and keep going until we kick them all. Uh, So we did this a couple years ago with 21 breweries, and we kicked it all by 7 o'clock. So we're kind of hoping this year we can kick it all by 8 o'clock. People, we're going to have set up stations for ordering food uh, and ordering uh, drink tickets. So you order the drink tickets, and then uh, two tickets will get you – Uh, 10-ounce pour, one ticket will get you a 5-ounce pour, and uh, you'll get to have the opportunity to try anywhere from a couple to 40 different uh, New York State-based cream ales. Wow. So, and if you're drinking 40 of the cream ales, you better take an Uber or a Lyft home or have somebody be a designated driver. We're talking with Chris Benelli. He's the co-owner of Rock Brewing. That's ROC Brewing in downtown Rochester, New York. Open every day, but Tuesday they're hosting a celebration of cream ales it's, uh, due to take place Saturday, June 4th from 11 a.m. to midnight. Over 40 breweries will be there tapping kegs. He mentioned Auburn, New York. I know Prison City is going to be there. I believe other half is going to be there. Lots of other local breweries from around New York State from 11 a.m to midnight. Uh, for more info, just go to their website, rockbrewing, R-O-C, brewing.com, uh, as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Chris, what kind of logistics does it take to line up all of these different breweries from around the state to create a cream ale, get it to you, tap it, and then serve it? It's got to be a, a major undertaking. 
It, you know, it is. Um, it's funny. Uh, this year, when we sent out the initial invite email, uh, everyone got back to me within two weeks. Oh, uh, wow. People were really excited. Yeah, which is not normally the case. So um, people were really excited about this. It's such a unique event. They don't have to do anything. They get me the beer. I tap it. My team pours it. Um, and if they want to show up and hang out, which a lot of them do, mm. that's all they got to do. So, you know, it's a totally different, not just like one of these festivals. It's a real kind of unique experience. Um, so everyone was really on board for it this year. And that's really exciting now. Uh, being about being a month out to the day, uh, you know, we need them to start getting me kegs. So that's my next thing is uh, tracking them down. And hopefully over the next two weeks, I'll start getting most of the kegs here uh, to the brewery. Uh, now, uh, for those that don't know, and I'm a little clueless on this one, how long does it typically uh, take to make a cream ale? Um, so because it's nail, it usually takes about two weeks um, with fermentation. It's not like a lager where you need um, the more traditional seven weeks for that. So the turnaround time isn't huge. Uh, so a lot of people probably are just starting to brew them right now mm-hmm. or have brewed them in the last couple of weeks. Um mainly so that then they can get them on, use them as promotions too at their brewery to start, you know, helping right. sell the event. Gotcha. Now, have you gotten through a full day where you haven't tapped the keg of someone's cream ale? I know you went, you, all the kegs kicked at the last one, but have you gotten through a day where one of them didn't get on there or they've all kicked? So the first two years that we did, they all kicked, um, but we do have it set up. So from 11 to 2 will be the first block if, by 2 o'clock, there's a couple of kegs left over from that first block. We'll take those off and tap the next ones in that block. And just every three hours, we're going to make sure that we keep switching it up so that every single beer will get on that day. But uh, I don't think we'll see much of a problem of uh, getting through them again this year. No, it doesn't sound, doesn't sound like that's going to be a problem. Talking with Chris Spinelli, co-owner of Rock Brewing in downtown Rochester, New York. They're open every day, but Tuesday they're hosting a celebration of cream ales. It comes up Saturday, June 4th from 11 a.m. to midnight. Over 40 breweries are going to be there tapping kegs. For more info, hit their website, rockbrewing.com, or just follow their Facebook page. There's information there as well. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question, Chris. How bad were your business operations affected by COVID uh, the last two years? You know, it has definitely been a challenge. It's been a challenge for, you know, a lot of my friends in the industry. Um, You know, we did take some advantage and we, with the shutdown and we did an expansion and built out, uh, you know, our tap room. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're finally, I feel like, hitting our stride and getting back at it. But yeah, it's been a a crazy couple of years, but luckily we've got a great supportive community and, uh, we're just going to keep uh, keep on rolling. Yeah, have you found, Chris? Uh, you know, people have been reluctant to come out, where whereas they don't want they'd rather sit outside as opposed to being inside, or or is it you know is that is that tentativeness still there? Because it seems like in some areas everything's open, people are just coming out in a rush. You know, we, we there's definitely some people are still uncomfortable. Uh, in as the uh, nice weather starting to come in for us, we are seeing a lot of people coming out and hanging out on our patio. Uh, we are fortunate enough that our new space is much larger and open. Um, so, you know, we're definitely seeing people starting to come in. It, it, there was a period there, uh, especially, you know, come the holiday season this year when that spike happened again. We definitely saw a hit to our business. But uh, overall, people are coming back out, and I think they're feeling more comfortable, and we try to do our best to make sure that we keep our space clean, 
give you a lot of space and let you really be able to feel comfortable here. All right, last question for me, Chris. You have a beer on tap. I was looking at your website, and uh, it says it's called John Hall Has a Posse. Now, I'm friendly with John, but for those that aren't, tell the folks what this beer is all about because it's a particular beer that John is a big fan of. So, uh, yeah, I actually met John recently for the first time, uh, but uh, our good friend Ethan Cox um, from Buffalo is a brewer. He wanted to come out and do a beer with us, and he asked to do a Roush beer, mm-hmm. um, which essentially has smoked malt in it and has that smoky kind of lager. Um, very unique, and obviously John is all about them. And Ethan was like, you know, I'm friends with John. I've been friends for years. Can we name it this? And I said, yeah, of course. So uh, John actually got to come out and try the beer, and he liked it. So, you know, that, that was kind of fun uh, experience to have there. Oh, that's pretty cool, because I know he's always touting the Roush beer. He loves it. It's his favorite beer, so I know if he's listening, John, um, the, kudos to you, my friend, for getting a beer uh, named after you, which is pretty awesome. My guest has been Chris Spinelli. He's the co-owner of Rock Brewing, R-O-C. It's spelt brewing in downtown Rochester, New York. They're open every day but Tuesday, hosting a celebration of cream ales. It takes place Saturday, June 4th, 11 a.m. to midnight. Over 40 breweries will be there uh, as Rock Brewing will be tapping their kegs of their version of their cream ale, for more info, just go to their website, rockbrewing, R-O-C, brewing.com. Chris, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Best of luck with the event. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me, and uh, we really appreciate the support. And hopefully one of these times you can come out and join us. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> One of my favorite tracks on the uh, Judas Priest Defenders of the Faith. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer we sprinkled in a little Queensrÿche tonight, a little Judas Priest, and the reason why we sprinkled in some Judas Priest, as I mentioned earlier in the program, Judas Priest finally uh, inducted and included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the statement from the band: We are thrilled and honored to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022. It's also a great moment. For British heavy metal, metal worldwide, and our amazing fans who support us and keep flying the flag for metal and Judas Priest. They got in it's sort of a special category kind of thing. Um, they weren't inducted with the main group, but apparently they they will be performing in November, and then it'll be broadcast on HBO and HBO Max uh, at a later date. What's interesting, though, is will K.K. Downing be invited to jam with the band? Will Les Binks who was one of the original drummers of Judas Priest before Dave Holland came in in the 80s, and Dave Holland sadly passed away a couple of years ago. Um, will he be offered a spot? I think Les is playing with K.K. Downing and K.K.'s uh, Priest, which features uh, R- Tim Ripper Owens uh, on the vocals, who replaced Rob Halford in the band during the 90s and early 2000s. 
So it'll be interesting to see if those guys come together and, you know, sort of let KK back into the band for one night uh, to perform. I think it would be really cool. I think it's the classy thing to do. Uh, I know KK has had some uh, disparaging remarks about Judas Priest over the years, over the last few years. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm so excited. I'm, I'm happy for Pat Benatar and her husband, Neil Giraldo. Uh, I'm happy for Duran Duran. I'm happy for all of these acts. Uh, Dolly Parton, I mean, listen, I, I think Dolly Parton is incredibly entertaining. Is she a, a rock and roller? No. And she said as much. But she couldn't get taken off the ballot. So she's reluctantly going in. But that's where the, the, the hall loses me a little bit. Make it the Music Hall of Fame. Then it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, this this nonsense of rock and roll. There's rap artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not rock. They're not rock and roll. Eminem, who got in this year, is not a rock and roller. You would never mistake him for that. He's a rapper. And I know that I, you know. I'm sure there is a rap Hall of Fame, but why not just make it the Music Hall of Fame instead of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It, it seems ridiculous to me. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, Richard Neer, and I mentioned this earlier, Richard Neer, who I used to work with, uh, we'll get to the beers, we'll get to Suds and Duds in a minute, but Richard Neer, who I used to work with at WNEWFM, postulated a great piece, you can follow him on, on Facebook, uh, about how, who determines who's in the rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it album sales? Is it longevity? Is it, you know, there's a number of different factors, right? Who cares? I mean, make it the Music Hall of Fame. It makes it more palatable for people. And to be honest, music is subjective, right? What I like, you may not like. I love heavy metal. You may not like it. Uh, One person may love country music and nothing else. One person may love rap and nothing else or pop or whatever. Music is always, uh, you know, interpreted. It's it's all based on your point of view. There's no one, you know, right answer or one wrong, you know, or the wrong answer. I, I don't know. I just get annoyed at things like that, and and I get it. It's lists, and you know, I I think the rock and uh, the rock and roll hall of fame is quite hypocritical in a lot of areas. Um, but it it's one of these things where you know artists still want to be in there. They want to be in there to be you know to be able to say, hey, we're we're hall of famers. So take it for what you will. Anyway, uh, let us move on with suds and duds. So uh, my birthday was last week, and uh, my 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 beautiful wife. Uh, I have to thank her. She arranged. Uh, uh, she was arranging a surprise party for me uh, with a few friends, but um, her dad took a turn for the worse uh, health wise. Um, I've not really talked about it on this program. Again, it's not really stuff personal stuff that I want to divulge, but there's reasons behind it. My father in law had cancer and uh, did not get treated for it, and it eventually spread to his entire body. He passed away last Saturday, a couple two days after my birthday. And um, my wife had arranged a dinner and drinks with friends of ours um, and told me earlier in the week because she wasn't sure if she was going to be able to make it. And unfortunately, she didn't. She was in, in Pennsylvania to see my father-in-law. Um, and unfortunately, he passed before we could get back up there on Saturday morning. So uh, Jim Harrison, good man. And um, just uh, just very sad. Cancer is uh, is an evil Evil, evil disease, and uh, I encourage everybody. I've said this a thousand times before. You don't feel right, go get checked. There are treatments for a lot of different cancers. If they find them early, you got a good shot at beating most of them. Get checked. It's important. Uh, for me, it was almost too late. So, you know, don't be stubborn about it. Go do it. It's worth it. Um, so anyway, so I got together with friends, 
and um, we ended up uh, we ended up having a bunch of different beers. I probably overindulged a little too much, but you know what? Listen, it was my birthday, and I wanted to. So there you go, uh, Windrow uh, by Hul- Hudson Valley Brewing. Uh, this is a new beer that a new brewery that Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, remember, we're doing that beer dinner Thursday, June sixteenth, with Twin Elephant Brewing. Uh, get your tickets now. Uh, give Paragon a call. Uh, I don't have the number off the top of my head. I'm working without notes here, so I apologize. Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, d- uh, I think it's ParagonTapAndTable.com or Paragon. No, Paragon NNJ um, or ParagonNJ.com. I think is the website uh, for more information about it. Or just hit me up with an email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com, and I'll give you the details. Anyway, that's on June 16th. But I had dinner at Paragon Tap and Table in Windrove by Hudson Valley Brewing. Uh, this is a banging lager. Nice, light, crisp. Uh, really went down uh, easily, uh, which was, uh, for me, it was a good start to the evening. Um, and then I uh, continued on with the Nosh, the Strata by Twin Elephant Brewing. Uh, I have to say, simply fantastic. This might be one of the best combo of hops that Twin Elephant has produced. It was juicy. It was a little boozy. It was, it was just absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love when they do these. You know, they take two hops and they kind of um, combine them together to see what they can come up with. And almost every single time, uh, they knock it out of the park. Uh, a lot of beer that they get there at uh, Paragon Tap and Table also happens to be from New York as well. Other Half Brewing is something they're getting in on the regular, and you definitely have to check out some stuff. I had in a can TDH Vapor Rings uh, by Other Half, super creamy and delicious, uh, oat you know oat creamy kind of goodness, strong but uh, deceptively so. You you drinking one of these and you don't realize uh, the ABV on this one, so it is definitely one that will sneak up on you. Uh, in a hurry. And then on tap, they had double dry hopped Green City, uh, another banging hazy IPA uh, that just does a really good job of capturing all the notes that a delicious hazy um, would, uh, would entail. And then for my nightcap that I had on my birthday, Chasing the Chaos by Timberales, uh, I have to tell you, Timberales, and I've talked about these guys before too, um, they do do IPAs and they're good. They do some kettle sours. And they're very good. But their stouts are what they're known for, at least to me, in my opinion. Their stouts are always banging. Their stouts are never less than like 10, 11%. Usually, I think the norm is anywhere between 11 and 13. They are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. They're just dripping, dripping with flavor. The strawberry in this is so subtle, but it's outstanding. It just, it, it really just kind of layers through the beer. Uh, it is a fantastic beer. If you have a chance to, to to get it in the can, Chasing the Chaos, do yourself a favor, pick it up. By the way, anything from Timberales, if you can get it, you should pick it up because it is fantastic. Also had, uh, before that, in the course of my drinking, uh, Double Sunshine Ruby Red Grapefruit by Lawson's Finest, Bursting with Grapefruit, an old-school IPA, really, really good. If you're looking for that, you know, kind of grapefruit bitter uh, bite, that's one that you should get, and, what, and Lawson's Finest does, just does an amazing job uh, on their beers. Source of Cheers. I love this beer. Uh, comes in stovepipe cans, a, a Munich-style Helles Lager. Uh, it's a great beer at 19, uh, 19 ounces. It is so good. It goes down so smooth. It's, the, it's a great beer. And then finally, the Rheinheights by Source. This is a, a German Pilsner. A clean, crisp perfection is how I describe it, and that's exactly what it is. You pour it in. And it is, they use a new process at source to making this Pilsner. And so 
there are there's you know it's super clear. You could read a newspaper, you could read a book through this beer. That's how clear it is, and it just has that crispness that you want out of a, a you know uh, out of a pilsner. It is delicious. It's easy drinking. It is a phenomenal beer, and I love everything that Source does, folks. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us on the program tonight. Thanks to everybody who's involved in making the show, as well as my guest, Chris Spinelli uh, from Rock Brewing up in Rochester, New York. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.